Blog Talk Radio. cocktail of the week, which is a oh, toast to you too, which is the uh, white sangria with all kinds of goodness in it, but we'll talk about that later. All right. Well, um, the rundown tonight, uh, under hot topics would be uh, audit finds more incidents after police dog uh, bites a black man. Hmm. Okay. At it again. Brianna Taylor uh, protests, protests that, that on, uh, as far as Brianna Taylor is the protesters against uh, they're, they're taking over again taking over Louisiana Louisville streets that's Louisville Kentucky that is so many things Louisiana Louisville Louisville Street Republican uh, also prep uh, lightning quick Supreme Court confirmation now anything you do fast ain't, ain't good you know what I mean hmm. so haste makes waste as they say. And I feel sorry for the person who got nominated, but she's going to be thrust into something that she probably ain't ready for. Anyway, under our hit it, quit it, you, uh, we could never have uh, gotten away with uh, what Trump does, which is for sure. Uh, Michael Jordan makes a big play toward the NASCAR. I mean, he probably got so much money, might as well throw it somewhere else. Uh, let's see. Unanimous Senate committed to a peaceful transfer of power. That's gonna happen anyway. I don't know what Trump thinking. He gonna he 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 think he's a bully gonna hold on to something. But brother, if you get voted out, you will not hold on to that White House. Mm-mm. When it's time to go, it's you time think they riding now? A cocktail week. Uh, then the segment with me, which is called "What's Poppin'," and uh, then we have our weird news. Uh, neighborhood calls nine one one when a hockey fan yells "shot." Uh, let's see, three accused of. Uh, Creating a man cave under Grand Central Terminal. Yeah, that, in fact, those were employees. And deputy uh, searching for a man who stole um, cat blood from a clinic. I guess he must have think it was stealing some other blood, but it was cat blood. So I guess they're fucking me out all over the place. <laughs> and also, uh, red wine segment of what uh, I'm just saying. And my segment again of Living for the City. 
We got the Hollywood wrap up. Uh, are we gonna have that tonight or? Yeah, we just have one item for that. Well, we'll think of we stuff going on in Hollywood. We got a couple people in there who's who's zooming who, who's divorcing who. Okay. Who's got a sex tape out and all that jazz? Oh, boy. You, know? you got your ear too. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's <laughs> public knowledge. Okay. We got the kiss it list and the last words. So sit back and relax. Get your favorite drink. Cooler, beer, ice water, whatever you take to uh, tickle your fancy or quench your thirst. And uh, we'll be right back with the show. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion, it's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 
you know, no matter what city you may be in, Salt Lake City, uh, Minneapolis, um, Portland, Oregon, Seattle, Washington, places that were usually known for Caucasian population, mm-hmm. it just seems that they'll be they're always able to find the black folks in there. It's like wait a minute, yeah, this is a, this, if you pull it up on the internet, if you pull up Salt Lake City, they will say that the the black population in that place is like eighty five percent white. 15% black. So how the hell are we the ones getting bit by dogs, shot by cops, and we don't walk around, we walk around with 15% of the population. And the other the other side is 85%. That's crazy. That's It is crazy. That's like, you know, that's like the few pennies that falls in your coin collection of nickel, dimes and quarters. Anyway, it's it's really crazy. But anyway, um where was I here? Uh, let's see, uh, the Chief Mike Brown said 18 of 27 incidents uh, referred to, like I said, the district attorney. Under the further investigation, other departments continue to audit the reviews of any dog bites within the past four years, and I read that already. So, all right, Mendehall uh, said that he is not willing to decide whether to permanently terminate the program. Now, what, what is the program? Sicking a dog on motherfuckers? I mean, what is the program? Sick them? No. <laughs> you know, is that's the name of the program? Sick them, sick them. Anyway, that was about uh, the program the is taking dogs when they go to apprehend people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what they call it. They're dog. And then watch the dog sit back and eat a joker alive. Okay. But what do you do if the person's a dog lover and knows how to tame a dog right before your eyes? Those dogs are trained. They give them that word. Yeah, that's Those true, but the dog is trained until you full of... Didn't you say this brother had already surrendered, had his hands up? Yeah, yeah, but the officer involved in the case uh, has been placed on administrative leave, of course, with pay. Did you? Did and, they say uh, his name? No, not yet. Okay. The officer involved has been placed on administrative leave, and uh, you know, officials say that the body camera footage in the case will be released within 10 business days, Okay. Uh, Ryan was in his backyard on April 24th, the gentleman, uh, when police responded to a domestic dispute call, okay? Salt Lake City County District Attorney uh, said that Ryan uh, complied with police, ordered to raise his hands, and his hands remained up in the backyard. K-9 Officer Nicholas Pierce, okay? Okay. Okay. Then told Ryan to get on the ground before kicking him in the leg, forcing him to his knees, and ordered the dog to bite Ryan. Now, what the fuck? See, now, how the hell did all that happen? Yeah, really. You know. Okay, on body camera footage, Pierce can be heard repeatedly praising the animal and saying, good boy, good boy. While he's biting? While the, dog la- while the dog leached into Ryan's oh. left leg for about 20 seconds. Mm-hmm. And he was, he was uh, while, while he was in his leg for 20 seconds, he was being put in handcuffs. That's so great. Ryan underwent surgery and later experienced prolonged loss of the use of his leg. Okay, his attorney said that the officers caused uh, the officers officers caused an un, unavoidable injury as a result of uh, Ryan's suffering and nerve and, and tendon damage and infection and all the other shit that comes from a dog biting your ass. After Ryan went public with a story in an article in the Salt Lake City Tribune last, tri- Tribune last month, the police department said it was opening an investigation and suspending the use of police dogs. You have to suspend the use of that racist-ass cop. That's what you need to suspend. Oh, my God. Anyway. I mean, the brother had already put his hands up. Yeah, you just let the so dog go after. And you the dog on him like And you in his backyard, and it's just, I mean, you know. 
you can't win for shit. I mean, then you tell this, you tell the story to white folks, and the first thing you say, well, what was he doing to provoke it? Well, what was he doing to provoke it? He why, why did he bad everything? They got it all. Everybody can't, so they can't even say that this time. Well, it's not about what they did. Always going to say something, you know. Everybody, everybody that does some crap is always going to have an alibi. You know, that's just that's just nature. You know, with anybody, you know, but you have to have the mind, or like they say, the world. You got to have the world to know what to do in the beginning. But it just seems like all the time that when it deals with a situation with with people of color, is that there's no experience there, so they feel like everybody should be stopped on sight, shut down, and just eradicated. When when criminals of a white nature will do something, they give you an ice cold water while you're waiting in the car to be apprehended. You want to yeah, you want to warn about to buy you some lunch. I'm going to buy you some lunch because they they see the white skin and the few they're apprehending and they think about themselves when they was a young badass. Yeah. Well, he's he's because they relate nineteen to years. That. They relate to it. He's nineteen years old. He's just a kid. He's a kid in trouble. But a nineteen year old black guy. They feel like it's just out there, completely fucked up, can never be rehabbed, and let's just go ahead and shoot his ass. One one less Negro to worry about. Or in this case, you just know. sick the dog on him for the yeah. sake of it. Yeah, I'm going to sick the dog on him to see what not all the training we gave to our dog. Let's see as he is uh, abiding by, mm-hmm. oh, he bit, oh, great, damn, he bit his leg just like he did in practice. So use you know, like a use that brother Ryan like a test case. Guinea guinea pig That's test case. Oh nine, yeah. So uh, well, I'm putting do? I put that officer. Uh, well, he's on leave now, but he still works for the. No, you family. know, I just well in my in my segment in my in my segment later on I will talk about the whole conscience thing. You know. Okay. Well, then I'll move on. Uh, this topic, this whole Brianna Taylor. Miss Justice situation. Um, the the particular article was the particular article was talking about the uh, what's happening in the city as far as the curfews. You know, of course, there've been protests, there's been some arrests made, et cetera, et cetera. But let's just talk about how justice was not given to Breonna Taylor. Now. These officers, out of those three officers, one officer was found guilty of wanton endangerment because the bullets from his gun went into the apartment next door there where it just so happens white people live, although none of them were injured, but because he endangered the lives of those people by firing these bullets in that direction, He's facing um, some kind of, uh, I forgot what the charge was now, but it's wanton endangerment. But nobody is paying the price or the penalty for the murder of Breonna Taylor. How in the hell do you say, well, the white people next door could have been injured by the bullets, so we're going to get him for that. But the bullets that did not only injure but took the life of this woman, Breonna Taylor, nobody stands accused or pays the penalty for that. What kind of justice is that? And now the mayor, uh, Greg Fisher, is talking about, well, we got citywide curfews throughout the weekend because they're anticipating more protests and whatnot. But, you know, as we all know, when you have people peacefully protesting, 
everybody who's walking with the group is not with the group. You have people who come from other places who just come to situations like this so that they can instigate stuff. Because I saw people walking peacefully, black and white, old. I saw people, in a woman in a wheelchair, wheeling, going right along with the protest, chanting. I didn't see any kind of violence in the afternoon. All that stuff that gets crazy happens when the sun goes down because that's when people start doing stuff because they use the darkness as a, as a mask to hide the foolishness. But it's not always the protesters. And they always want to say these protesters, people like Trump, will say things like the protesters and when it goes violent, you know, this is not protesting, it's just violence and mayhem and blah, blah, blah. Everybody who's walking for the cause is not involved in all that stuff. I talked to somebody in L.A. just today who was telling me that when they were out protesting for uh, George Floyd, they saw and recorded on their camera people who came in who were not part of the original group marching, who were handing people things that they could throw and use as weapons, encouraging them to do things like that. And these are people who were, like, trying to, you know, get people riled up. They come up and say, yeah, this isn't right, this isn't right. We should do this. We should tear it up. We should burn it down. Here, take this. Let's use this. And if you if you allow your emotions to get carried away, you can get swept up. And, you yeah, somebody hands you something, a brick or whatever the case. But those people that were marching uh, uh, peacefully, they are not armed with bricks and Molotov cocktails and other fire-starting debris stuff. They're not walking around with that stuff in their pockets and in their backpacks. They're out because they are outraged and disappointed at the lack of justice. It's when these other folk come in and start stirring the pot that we have all these issues. Now, Tamika Palmer, uh, Brianna's mom, basically has come out and slammed that uh, attorney general, that fake-me-out black man who handled that case, who came back and said justice was served, you know, we it is what it is, basically. She came out and said, I'm trying to think of how she phrased it, every, what did she say, every, basically she was trying to say every black person is not with all black people. Now, this man, I can't think of his name right now, the attorney general, this dude spoke at the Republican convention that just happened, what, last month or so? Mm-hmm. So this man is loud and proud Republican, kissing Trump's behind and all the rest of those Republicans. How are you handling a case of this magnitude if you are already showing whose side you're on? You're supposed to be nonpartisan, you're supposed to be non-biased, but you're down there speaking on behalf of the Republican Party. I don't care what your political affiliation is, but when you do your job to try a case like this, you got to be kidding. That witness that they claim that, that says that they heard the police announce themselves, one witness. There's at least uh, the attorney Crump said they got about 12 other witnesses who were in the area who said they heard nothing. And that witness who claims they heard it, the first time police interviewed this witness, they said they didn't hear anything. 
Police came back three days later and interviewed this person again, and they said, no, I didn't hear anything. But the third time the police came and interviewed this same person, the person said, oh, yeah, I, you know, I did hear the police identify themselves. Now, does that sound like in, intimidation? All these other witnesses who heard nothing, they didn't get uh, repeatedly interrogated. They just came back to this one witness three times. And by the third time, now this person has changed their story. And they're going to hang the whole case on this person who changed their story? This is a freaking travesty. I am trying my best to hold on to not just, oh, but it just it, it, it just makes me so angry because it's so obvious that black folk can't get a fair shake in this country that we built. This country was built on the backs of black people, free labor, on slaves. How the heck can we not get any kind of justice up in this mofo? Well, I just think that we, we definitely shouldn't get excited. We shouldn't get I'm not excited. I'm angry. Right. Well, we shouldn't get angry either. Well, I'm angry. But now we got to contend with our high blood pressure and our... No, I'm not going to let it run my blood pressure up, but I'm angry. I'm not going to sit back and be passive and just say, well, that's how they do. I didn't say passive Well, that's America. No. Passive, that wasn't even, that's not even in my scope. That word ain't even in my damn vocabulary with nothing. I'm just saying the fact that we got to find new ways to, new ways to to attack it. You know, don't don't be so. I get out of the spotlight. You know, go in the infrared. Don't go under the bright light anymore because they don't. You know, we we're already being pegged. But you know, like I'm in in my other segment, living for the sea. I'm, I'm gonna talk about the fact that I thought we was cool. You know, that that's gonna be the title of that one because you know, at the while you kind of feel like uh, even now. As you uh, venture into your job market, in, into your job and everything, you're looking at your, your coworkers of another persuasion, and you don't even, especially the ones that are Trump lovers, and you don't even recognize them. You say, well, damn, I thought I knew you. I thought we was cool. And I'm going to elaborate on that later on, how how now your coworkers is like, I'm like, fuck, I thought this joker was, I just sat down and had lunch with this motherfucker. You know what I mean? I didn't walk and talk during lunch break or just shared personal information with this person as a coworker and all then I look up now they 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 so big of a Trump lover and talking right wing stuff that I don't even recognize them no more. And that's another thing we gotta watch out for. It's just like, you know, Julius Caesar and, and fucking Brutus, you know, beware of the eyes of March. And that's going on in the job market big time. You don't know who to trust anymore, you know, don't know who's who. I mean everybody's into kissing the opposition kissing kissing ass and I just think that's that's where it all begins. Anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on. Uh, this last one is uh, the Republican. The last hot topic is that the Republicans are prepping for a, a uh, lightning quick uh, Supreme Court confirmation. Now, see, here's another level of spoiledness that comes into play because you know when Barack wanted to pick his last person when the other gentleman had passed away on the Supreme Court, Barack had eight months left in the presidency. Mm-hmm. Even though Barack was a lame duck and there was no way he could have came back, you know, he had eight months left. You know, Trump only has two months left. One, well, he has, you know, two months for the election, basically. And then, you know, he got to be out by, you know, January 20th. 
So, I mean, it's, he has less time than, than Brock had. And they, you know, when they say contradictive stuff that comes back and haunt them a few years later, and everybody even got footage of it and everything, and they're just saying, we didn't say that. Or I don't give a shit about that. So what, we said that. And now he's going forward like, fuck them. You know? Everything with Trump is fuck them. I'm moving on. Fuck them. Fuck them. Fuck them. Well, the sad part about it, just like a marriage, you know, you can you can tell your wife, fuck you, fuck, you know, but when your wife turns around and says, fuck you too, you know, when that T-double-O comes into play, now the person that you're up against is showing, opposite, you know, they're showing that there's some type of opposition. So now, see, Trump always says, you know, fuck them, fuck them, fuck them, and does what he wants to do. But when somebody finally comes back and says, you know, fuck you too, I'm going to go against you. And that's why he hated to see, you know, Biden run. Because mm-hmm. Biden was the strongest political person out there. I mean, he would have just dan- he would just tap dance all over fucking, uh, what's that boy's name from uh, Vermont? Oh, Bernie. Bernie. He would oh, my God. He would have slapped him around like a, like a puppet, you know. But, um. When Biden came out, that's why he, he resolves to call them names and all the stuff that we teach our children not to do is the shit Trump does. Everything you teaching a fucking nine-year-old not to do is the stuff that Trump is doing. And that's the heartbreaking aspect of the, of the professionalism that, that's not being projected is that he's just, you know, saying all kind of stuff that's got to do with complete uh, irresponsibility and immaturity. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so Trump Saturday, annou- he, Saturday will announce, but he already going to pick, I knew he wasn't going to pick the lady with the Cuban background. I knew that was the case. Mm. He just said that as a, as a, uh, you know, as a, yeah, a distraction. As a distraction or as a, yeah, well, one of them is a, they all great different here as a Cuban background. Yeah, right. There's no way that by the Bannon or any of them people let him pick any Cuban anything, you know, as far as the situation he's in, as far as his racial situation. So he's going to pick the little white woman that's got seven kids. So she's really a housewife by nature. I don't know how somebody is going to be have seven kids and be a supreme justice when, mm-hmm. I mean, either you got either you got some fantastic fucking nannies, or or something's going on that's allowing you to have so much freedom when you got nine goddamn babies. And either, she's totally you, pro-life. Yeah, well, she, of course she's pro-life. Shit, to have All seven fucking kids. kids. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now either you have either there were surrogate kids. Or you, you, or, or somebody else was doing the breastfeeding for your ass, or whatever. But usually, if woman have seven kids, hell, the titties and drop to her fucking waistline. You know, she didn't gain weight like a motherfucker. This woman's still slim as hell. Now I'm assuming that they're probably adopted kids, or foster kids, or whatever. You know, because every child ain't a child that came out of you with JJ. Okay. Oh, she got seven kids. Well, four, three from her other husband, and three adopted, and she has one of her own. Her oldest child is her own. The other three, but they're not telling that story. Seven. When they say seven kids, I say, wait a minute. This I lady mean, it can't about, be done. I, I'm not saying it can't be done, mm-hmm. but I'm just talking about the law of averages. I know women, they get, they get big and fucking fat sometime after one fucking baby, okay? This woman's still small as shit, little well, as hell. I mean, that's what tummy tucks and plastic Yeah, but like, this, let me make my point. Let me speak from a man's point of view, okay? Her fucking titties are still standing straight up. Okay, her ass ain't sagging. You know what I mean? So either somebody else is breastfeeding them kids, either some of them adopted or whatever, but she don't like a woman to drop seven kids out of her ass. Anyway, that's just my opinion. I'm going to just keep it. Okay. Going. All right, yeah, let me just speak as a man. I don't need you to put words in my mouth on the female persuasion. I'm going to hear that shit. Anyway, 
So let's move on. Now, what I was saying here is that now they're going to run through this whole thing here. This fucking other guy, Lindsey Graham. Let me tell you about this jerk off. This guy here, he was the biggest one saying, yeah, we're going to do this here. And, and if they do it here, we would do this here. Now, he, he's a turncoat as well. I mean, but you just listen to all this. But like I said earlier, I am done with letting this stuff get me excited because this is what's expected for these people. But the one thing that you can rest assured with all this is going on, you just got to keep saying over to yourself, just like the serenity prayer, which you have to also keep saying to yourself, and this too will come to pass. Mm-hmm. Okay? If Trump is 70, what, four years old? Even, be, even if you, I'm sure he's at least something like that. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, you ain't got to be born, but 1940. I mean, you do the math on the zero. We on the zero year. So any year that he's born, then you just add to, you subtract that year he's born to the year we're in. So if he was born in 1946, for example, you know, six from zero will be four. So he'll be he's probably 74. Now, if he's 74 right now, I'm sure he's he's born no earlier, no later than. Uh, 46, at least, mm-hmm. because he was around during the Vietnam thing where he could have got drafted. And all that draft, he was able to duck that, you know. He was able to duck it and get away with it while Muhammad Ali got all caught up in the shit, you know, and had to sacrifice his boxing time and all. But he, they said he had some kind of, what is it, bone spurs in his feet? Yeah. Or some shit and got That's out of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I said, but uh, anyway, so. Right now, you know, Trump is in a situation where he, you know, if he's 74 right now, if he did win the election, when he gets done, he'd be 78 years old, okay? Mm-hmm. And as a man, when you turn 78 years old, the last thing you need to be doing is controlling anybody. You can't control your fucking bladder, okay? You're using the pens every day when you when you go to put your pants, you're putting your drawers on, your depends on, or vice versa, and, and then your pants on, and, you know, everything becomes whatever it is. And then he has problems with with his hair, with the comb over, the comb back. And four years from now, all that comb over and comb back and blind going in four different directions, that's going to look different. You know, mm-hmm. the whole aspect, I don't know I wish no bad luck on him, no bad health on him. But when you're 78 years old, the last thing you're doing is want to run the country. Remember Ronald Reagan? Yes. His second four years? Oh, yeah. Shit, Nancy was running this country. Because his dementia had kicked in, and every time he went to say something, she'd pull him down and whisper in his ear, you know, and she turned to her little psychic, and she would see what day it was, or what what horoscope was in effect, you know, according to what they would do. She would say, well, we can't bomb Iran right now because, you know, Leo's in the house with uh, Aries. So she was all into the shit. So anyway. Let me just give you a little footnote on the stuff we up against and who's running our countries, you know. And this is 40 years ago, the Reagan years. Oh, my God. 1980 to 1988. Lord, God bless that time. Anyway, but, uh, yeah, so that's the scoop on this here. You know, the lady's name is uh, Amy Corney Bennett, and um, she's the one that's, that's allegedly picked for it. And they're going to try to get her through there, and uh, they're going to strong arm it. And I'm sure she'll get through because they're going to want to say, I don't want to deal with this no more. Nobody wants nobody wants to bet. You know, Trump can really tire people out. He's got the bill to be a bully strong and be a bully aggressive. And after a while, you know, if somebody bullying you so much, when they come up to you to take your money, you just got the money out of your pocket and just fucking hand it to them, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, here's my $3 lunch money. Just take it. Don't Don't slap me around. Just... Take my goddamn money. You want my belt also? You want the new hat my mother just brought me? You know what I mean? After a while, you just give a bully shit. You don't even... 
yeah. debated. So anyway, so we'll see what happens. Uh, the announcer's going to come down Saturday, and they're going to try to convene all this and get this person in. Like, this person's going to save the world. Mm-hmm. That's what I understand. You're trying to get a chief justice in. And like like they're gonna like their presence is gonna really make a huge difference. You don't even hear from the people at the Wild. What, what about the what's the buzz name? Clarence uh, Thomas. Clarence Thomas. What is he doing? Yeah, now? Clarence who? When last time you heard Clarence name? I mean, when last time you heard him do anything? Did he just vote for the right wing? I mean, what? Where's his conscience level? I mean, him and his big ass ugly ass wife. I mean. Hmm. Give me a break. Well, I you mean, know what's interesting about that woman you were talking about, Amy Coney Barrett? Mm-hmm. When Obama was president, she was uh, interviewed and asked whether or not Obama should be able to appoint a Supreme Court justice during an election year when Obama was trying to get somebody in eight months before his term ended. Yeah. And her answer was, it's inappropriate when it would dramatically flip the balance of power. That's what this woman said. Mm. Now, yeah. funny how now you don't see it as a problem when it would dramatically flip the balance of yeah, power. Yeah, but you know what, though? I tell you, the, the reason why she changed her mind with that or the reason why she's not speaking on that, because this job here is a lifetime job. Heck, yeah. You're in, I mean, not, and not, not so much lifetime security. You have, you live on the exclusive side of town. You hear me? You hear, you live behind the behinds. I'm sure that where them people live, there are all the houses lined up for the chief justice when you go down to one road, mm-hmm. and there's this security on that road, and when you go through, you flash your stuff, or your driver flashes stuff, and you go down this road where all of them live in a big, beautiful house, and they, the, the paycheck just drops like it ain't shit. It ain't even about a paycheck. They just give you a card to flash for money, and you don't even out, you're not even out in public, really. I mean, it's, just, it's amazing. It's that is the one secure job that's just there. You, you, like I said, you, you die when you, when you get off the court, you die. That's, that's just everybody who left died. Well, some of them about... retired. Well, but I haven't heard not in my lifetime. Them, I, I mean, heard. I think I, I know some of them have actually retired, but the point is, you don't have to retire. You can stay until you die. Yeah, most so. of them do. The benefits is off the chain. There you go. You know, so what are you gonna do? All right, well, that's it for the hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, we can take a small we where, where are we? Hot topics? Okay. I mean, yeah, I'm sorry, hot topics. Well, okay. It's all, it's, it's all news. All right. Anyway. You going to take a break or shall we Yeah, we'll going? take a break, yeah. Yeah, I need to wet my whistle. And... All right, we'll be right back on the other side of the break. It's another Friday night at the Pajama Party Show, and we're here with our PJs on because you know we don't allow clothes in here. If you enjoyed the Pajama Party Show, why not invite a friend or tell a neighbor to tune in right now? Go ahead and text them. I'll wait. Tell them to call us right now at 914-803-4306. And if they want to join in on the conversation, tell them to press 1 so that we'll know they have something to say. We'd love to meet your neighbors, friends, and relatives. So send them a text, email them, or call them up and tell them to join us for the Pajama Party live on Blog Talk Radio. The more the merrier. Or is it Misery Loves Company or whichever. Tell them to call us up on 914-803-4306 if they just want to listen or press 1 if you want to join the conversation. Now let's get back to the crew and more of the Pajama Party show while I try to find out who hid the belt from my robe, I tell you the truth. Y'all know you're so wrong for that. 
All right, welcome back to the John Party One Hills Papa D down here with uh, Red Wine and <laughs> Bonsoir, darling. Kettle is off tonight, so we're going to hold it down in her absence. So let's get into the hit it and quit it headlines. Uh, I'm going to go first, if you don't mind. Let's talk about Michelle Obama. Uh, Michelle Obama recently was quoted as saying, we could never have gotten away with what Trump does. Uh, Michelle Obama is not biting her tongue about the black experience on her new podcast that she has. It's called the Michelle Obama Podcast. On one of her recent episodes, former First Lady opens up about interacting with police while being black and uh, why she said that President Barack Obama would never have been allowed to get away with the things that Donald Trump does in the White House. Uh, Michelle Obama said that, you know, this has been her experience anyway while being in the White House. She said when we were in the White House, we could have never gotten away with some of the stuff that's going on right now, not because of the public, but our community would not have accepted it. You worked. You did your best every day. You showed up said former First Lady in reference to the protest in support of George Floyd. Um, You know about George Floyd. Um, The fact that there are people out there that treat us less than when we're working so hard to be better than, that's where the pain comes from. That's what these young people are so angry about. And the notion that they're out there wondering about these protests, it's like, do you know how much it takes? to get up every day and then be accused of being less than what you are. And that's what she's saying. Like, people don't seem to get it. That's why people are angry. She said what a lot of folks who are not in our position don't understand is that this is such a way of life when it comes to interacting with the rest of the world that it doesn't matter who you are or what kind of values you have. Nobody thinks about the fact that, we all come from good families, and we're trying to teach our kids values, et cetera. It shouldn't even be a black-white thing. And she went on to say that when you leave the safety of your home and you go out in the street where being black seems to be a crime in and of itself, we have all had to learn how to operate outside of our homes with a level of caution and fear because you just never know. Mrs. Obama said that she knows her brother's incident because he had a run-in with the police. She says she knows her that her brother's incident was not an isolated case because almost everybody she knows has been involved in some kind of incident where they were just minding their own business but living, being black, and got accused of something. So that's the, you know one of the things she said on her podcast, that there's no way that the stuff that Trump does and gets away with, and folk just kind of excuse it as, well, that's just Trump. Hmm. Nobody would have said, well, that's just, you know, that's just Barack. That's just Michelle. That's just the Obamas. What are you going to do? It would have never gone down like that, and we all know that. That's my head and quit. Over to you, Papa D. Oh, let's see. Next story will be uh, Michael Jordan, man. He's boy got a lot of dope, so um, I guess he's oh, trying he to get into NASCAR. It's not oh. new to him. He's from Wilmington, North Carolina, and, you know, NASCAR was built in North Carolina. And this guy named Daw- 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 uh was 
one of the basketball players who was in the NASCAR big time, and he came up during the Michael Jordan era. He was a big center for for the NBA. So, um, but Michael Jordan uh, this week, Jordan announced that he's uh, joining uh, uh, Denny 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 Hamlin Hamlin Denny Hamlin, one of the most uh, lavish drivers in sports to a former NASCAR team with uh, with Daryl Bubba Wallace Jr., the lone black driver in the NASCAR. Bubba. It was uh being uh it was being contemplated in, in the for the two thousand twenty one season. Now the one thing uh you know I I'll continue this in a second, but the one thing I want to make sure is the fact that uh if you're gonna come in there and put bubble in your team then you gotta put together some type of black team, you know. Well, people of color, whether it be men and women, you know, Spanish, what have you. You just got to put some color in that shit. Don't don't let this guy, Dennis Hamlin, you know, make you feel like you're just going to bring, you know, well-to-do, um, open-minded white boys in there, you know, because it's still white boys, you know. Mm-hmm. You're going to bring blacks in there. Bring blacks in there, you know, and try to get them as dark-complected as the fuck you can find them. Mm-hmm. Anyway. The pairing of uh, Jordan and Wallace is significant in a sport that historically lacks minority representation and has struggled to expand the uh, the diversity largely uh, largely because of the white fan base. You know, with the move, Jordan, uh, who was also the owner of NBA Charlotte Hornets, becomes the first uh, African American minority owner in NASCAR since the pioneer, a guy named. Uh, Wendell Scott raced during the 1960s Civil Rights era, and Scott wasn't really an owner. He was just he was one of the first drivers. All right, a lot of what I call the uh, uh, what do you call it closet NASCAR fans are black fans. Said uh, Bill Lester, who was uh, for years the only African American driver in NASCAR Top Series. So he said there's a lot of undercover people that don't want to speak on it because they they had no space, you know. You want to be, you know, a NASCAR fan, but then you had all the Confederate flags and the trailers and everything that white folks bring just to kind of nestle their asses in this stuff. They always got to bring all their all their shit, you know what I mean? There's no room for your I shit. I know, I wouldn't be comfortable. Because they got all, yeah, yeah, exactly. They got all their stuff. Just like the neighborhoods. They move in neighborhoods. Now them neighborhoods, I don't know why they come to our neighborhood. Well, when the hell did the public perks, Chamber of Commerce, uh, you know, the actual county say that the area between Chevy Chase and Kensington belongs to you. You know what I mean? Or anywhere else. When you that own happens. your house and exactly. the property your house sits on. Exactly. You don't own the neighborhood. Oh, well, the, because they feel like the whole predominantly. And then, you know, with them is all about being connected to the bank and the property value. How much about, yeah, I checked my house the other day. My house was $600,000, and they paid 200000 for it. They got it on foreclosure. And now they want to take advantage of the $400,000 deficit that that they saved with the foreclosure because another white joker lost his fucking shirt, okay? So they come in, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm the new white person that got it on foreclosure for 200000 but a $600,000 house. But they only had sympathy for the last motherfucker that, that jumped off the bridge because they lost the damn house. Okay. I'll go on and on with this shit. It's great. That's Almost why I said. Dollar. That's why I said, do black people. My 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 thing to you, do not get excited. Okay, when you see white folks achieving shit, it's just a matter of time before they jump off the fucking bridge. It's just when a matter of it. time. <laughs> Please. Don't follow that ass, okay? That's a bad ass to follow, okay? 
She may have nice legs, but she got a flat ass. Believe me, don't let it fool you, okay? Oh, God. And if it is a fat ass, it's fucking padding. Anyway, so the time has seemed perfectly for NASCAR to uh, invoke the embrace of social change and more and more. Jordan said in a statement, adding, uh, I see this as a change to educate a new audience and open up more opportunities for black people in racing. Now, like I said, Jordan got to come in hard. You got to have a training camp. You know, and all that jazz. You go bring some black people. Bring black people in there. Don't be messing well, he's with. Trying to bring more people, or is he just? Well, he's got a, he's got a team. It's the first thing you got to put together is a team. Oh, okay. So even though even though you see a lot of drivers out there, four or five drivers could be on the same team. Oh. Okay. You know, like like uh, Gibbs. You know the. Old... I've never really paid attention to NASCAR because I just it wasn't my thing. No, it wasn't. It wasn't because it wasn't. Once something I saw we... those Confederate flags, I was like, up, oh, tap out. It's just like pork or beef or anything else. You don't eat it, you don't eat it. No. Anyway, so like I was saying, I just think that Jordan needs to come in with an open black mind, you know, an open person of color mind. And You're going to come checkbook. in there if you, well, it's not so much about the checkbook. you got to set up the whole thing. you got to set up the whole, you cannot have professionals unless you have a premise. People got to learn what to do. They need to learn the whole nomenclature. They need to learn the history. They need to learn the gospel. Learn what it's all about to be a driver. And start from scratch. Start from 18 years old when they first get their driver's license. If that's what they want to do and they're bold enough to do it, then you groom them first. Same way you come in any sport. Don't just get a black person that drives well and bring them in. Yeah, I got an He's got Raheem. We drive his ass off. That don't mean shit. Okay. You know? So anyway, so that's that's what's happening. So just be on the lookout for Michael Jordan and uh, Bubba Wallace. But the main guy, uh-huh. this guy, Denny Hamlin, he's the white dude in, in the camp. And he knew Jordan from the beginning, and they know each other. So I don't know whether or not Bubba's going to get, get you know, a little feel a little squeezed out because of Dem- Denny and, and Michael Jordan's uh, relationship. But uh, we'll but see. But Bubba's the driver, right? Yeah, but so, so is Denny. Oh, he's a driver he's a driver? also. Yeah, okay. Hell yeah, he's a better he's a better driver. Been around longer. Oh, okay. So anyway. All right. So we'll see what happens. You know. All right, cool. Stay tuned. Well, I got one more for you. Uh, the unanimous Senate commits to a peaceful transfer of power, even after Trump has refused. <laughs> Check that out. In a remarkable move, on yesterday, the Senate unanimously passed a resolution reaffirming its commitment to a peaceful transition of power in the wake of Trump's refusal to do so in the event that he loses this upcoming election. I mean, like, how in the world are you going to sit there and say, well, I know if if I lose, then, you know, of course he keeps saying all this stuff about if I lose, it's because the whole thing was rigged. And he's been saying that for months, laying the groundwork for this bullcrap. But anyway... Uh, Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat from West Virginia, warned that uh, in in the measure that they passed, it says, whereas any disruption occasioned by the transfer of the executive power could produce results detrimental to the safety and well-being of the United States and its people, blah, blah, blah. And it ends the saying that the Senate intends that there should be no disruptions by the president or any person in power to overturn the will of the people. Now, why they had to pass a resolution for something that the Constitution already says, 
I don't really understand, but but that's what they did. So when Trump was asked if he would leave the White House peacefully at a, a White House news conference on Wednesday night, Trump said, and I quote, well, we're going to have to see what happens. You know that. And when he was pressed for a second time, if he would commit to making sure it was a peaceful transfer of power, again, he turned to his baseless claim about widespread fraud involving mail-in ballots, and he said, we want to have, you know, get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very peaceful, there won't be a transfer, frankly. There will be a continuation. Hmm. So he's saying if you get rid of the mail-in ballots, then I'm definitely going to win. So apparently right there that tells me that's why you're tripping about mail-in ballots because you think mail-in ballots are going to make you lose. So his thinking is get rid of mail-in ballots and there will be a continuation, not a transfer. So at this same news conference, uh, let's see, they asked uh, his, uh, what is she called, White House Press Secretary, Kaylee McEnany, a White House correspondent from ABC, Jonathan Carl, asked Kaylee McEnany, if the president loses this election, will the White House uh, assure that there will be a peace, peaceful transfer of power? It's a simple question. That's what he said to Kaylee McEnany. And her response was, the president will accept the results of a free and fair election. Now, you remember when Trump said the only way I would lose is if it's rigged. That's what he's been saying. Now, her response was he will accept the results of a free and fair election. So then another reporter followed up and said, just to understand this clearly, are the results legitimate only if the president wins? And Kelly McEnany said the president will accept the results of a free and fair election. And then she said, he will accept the will of the American people. So later on, Trump was out on the White House lawn, and one of the reporters asked him the same question and said, will you accept the election results, and are they considered legitimate only if you win? And Trump said, we want to make sure the election is honest. I'm not sure that it can be. So, see, that's the kind of stuff that makes people start doubting, well, then what's the point of voting? Right, Why do, do I do this? No, Why well, should all I? We do is you know, I'm like, dude. We just still need to vote. Don't let that bullshit. Absolutely. But Why? I'm saying that people... he keeps planting these seeds, and people need to be yeah, smart enough to see you know, past he... that and still exercise well, let me ask your question. right would, to would vote. Somebody, would, would you listen to your the seeds that your ex-husband is planting? No, because so I'm a smart fuck, woman. Okay, so but I'm hell, saying that so people listen. listen. There are well, people why, in his well, base who listen to this stuff. There are other people. His base, his base. Let me finish. Let me finish. There are other people that are on the fence who haven't quite decided which way they want to vote. They are listening to both candidates. And when you can sow enough seed of confusion and concern to make people scratch their head and say, is there really an issue? With the mail-in votes, is there really a problem with the election results? All, it's just like when you have a criminal case, all the, the federal uh, prosecutor has to do is get the jury to see, um, what is it? Uh, I can't think of the phrase. 
But you know what I'm saying? All you have to do is get the jury to think that there's a possibility that this this could be, you know, the person could be guilty. Circumstantial. Yeah. Circum, it's, um, I can't think of the term, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. That's all you need is just enough to get the jury members to start going, well, well, wait a minute. It could be. Well, maybe. And then when people start putting their little votes in for the jury thing, somebody comes back and says, well, it could have been. That's all the jury, I mean, all that prosecutor needs. And that's all Trump's trying to do. It's just put enough of the seeds of doubt and confusion in people's mind to make them start to second guess, is this process going to be fair? So it's total bull, but that's what he keeps trying to do. He's been doing it for months. He's been laying this thing out bit by bit, just like putting bread on a, on a trail so you can find your way home, Hansel and Gretel. He's been doing it for months. Those of us that are smart enough to see through it won't be moved, but there are those who will be moved. I feel bad for them because y'all are being duped, but all I'm saying is don't fall for the bull crap. Anyway, that's it for the hit it and quit it. Um, I'm going to go right ahead into the cocktail of the week, which is sponsored by our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment. The cocktail of the week this week is the white sangria with kiwi, pear, and grape. And I'm trying to tell you, you need to get this recipe because this is really good. If you want to do a nice sangria for a gathering, a dinner, cocktail party, this is what you want to do. White sangria with kiwi, pear, and grape. So what you need is one bottle of Chardonnay wine. You need one liter of club soda three tablespoons of orange liqueur like a Contro or uh, I can't think of the name of the other one, two tablespoons of granulated sugar. You want to add some seedless grapes that you cut in half and two kiwis that are uh, peeled and sliced so you can, excuse me Papa Didi, so that you can put the kiwi slices in your uh, punch. You want a pear that you peel and slice thinly. Add your ice cubes and eight sprigs of fresh mint. So what you want to do is mix the white wine with the uh, club soda, the orange liqueur, your sugar, grapes, kiwis, and pear in a big jug or punch bowl, whichever one you want to use, and you want to stir it until all the sugar has dissolved. Then you want to add the wine, that whole bottle of Chardonnay, Add all the wine, mix that in, and when you dip it up, you want to try to make sure that each glass has little pieces of the fruit in it. The grapes, the kiwi, the pear, you want to make sure everybody gets a little bit. And then you want to garnish each glass with a little sprig of fresh mint. Mwah! I'm telling you, absolutely delicious. What does that cost, about 15, 20 hours? No, it's not expensive at all. You don't need to spend a lot for a decent bottle of Chardonnay. I mean, the actual drink, I mean. Oh, I mean, I don't know what it costs for a glass. Sounds like a, a house remodel for you. Oh, it's just a variety of things. I mean, you're talking two kiwis, three tablespoons of orange liqueur, a couple, little bit of sugar, two kiwis, one pear, 
bottle of wine, basically. Okay. It's not bad. Probably under ten dollars. So that's okay. the cocktail of the week. Again, brought to you by DC Homegrown Entertainment, our parent company. We do thank you for that. Uh, over to you, Papa Didi. We're gonna take a break here. Oh, okay. Gonna Please. take a break, and then we'll come I back. I know you're hyper. You're on there. You know you're. I was just gonna keep it moving, but we can take a yeah, break, yeah, and then we'll down. come back slow on the down. other side of the break slow with down. Papa Didi and what's poppin'. Can you rewind in the Quaaludes some more? This is Kettle And this is Red Wine If you like news, but you like the weirdest kind You're in the right place Join us every Friday night For the Pajama Party Weird News We find stories each week About some of the strangest and oddest news stories around If there's ghost driving, stupid criminals getting caught Or just bizarre medical stories We report it right here on the Pajama Party Weird News. It's funny and informative, and we look forward to it every week. And you will, too. If you like weird news like we do, join us every Friday night on the Pajama Party Show. It's a weird world out there, and we'll tell you all about it. Right here on the Weird News, where we celebrate the weirdness. Welcome back to John Pray One Hills Papa Diddy. I'm here with uh, Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. Uh, let's see here. Uh, our next segment is by uh, Bros Famous, notorious uh, P O P P A D D. Your boy, your main man. You know your dog, Slice. Papa Diddy. It's called What's Poppin'. Anyway, what I want to talk about now is, the, you know, we always heard the term, let your conscience be your guide. Now, either people act like they don't have a conscience or they're being guided by a higher power. And I'm not buying that. I'm, I'm not buying that. I'm not buying There's nothing we should do in this world that nullifies finances or nullifies value because you can't compromise that kind of stuff. That's can't be compromised. There's no way I'm going to take a job where I'm doing something that is totally against the wishes and the blessings that my, my parents or my ancestors laid on me. There's no way I'm going to do some foul shit that's going to make my parents say, wow, this motherfucker sold itself to the devil. I'm never going to do that because there's no, no you can't even pay me enough to change who I am, to change my values. And, and that's the way I feel even on my own my own job. You know, sometimes on your job, you project the image that you want people to know or see. And you talk about the stuff you want people to hear. But deep down inside, they really don't know what the fuck is going on. They really don't. They probably couldn't even handle it if you express yourself like you want to. When somebody says some dumb shit. I mean, because you could be in a room with another persuasion. You know, we're not going to say what it is. But another persuasion to come out of their mouth with some foul shit based on how they were raised. If I'm raised in a home 
by a two the two parent family in a house, and I'm sitting next to some fucking poor white trash. Okay, now the poor white trash comes out of their fucking mouth with some bullshit. And now I'm biting my tongue because I need my paycheck and I need my job. So I'm not saying shit. So the best thing for me to do is just learn from this person and what they said and stop fucking with them. But the thing that I do is try to let my coworkers, especially my coworkers of color, I let them know what that person's about. But some of my coworkers of color are so fucking brain dead that they keep fucking with this person. And I'm trying to tell them how fucked up this person is. And I can't believe that you keep fucking with him or her. You know? And I'm like, wow. Didn't I tell you this motherfucker? And, and then also, if you're a person of a keen uh, Afrocentric disposition, and you're very keen on your, like, if you got a nose like a fucking coyote, you know what I mean? If I could smell something before anybody else could smell it, that means that my perception is high. My perception is good. That means that nothing has altered my nose, my 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 the senses that, that goes into my membrane that fills my nose. That there's a dead mouse in the room. You know what I mean? If I walk in the empty house and I'm going to buy that's foreclosed, and the first thing I smell is there's a dead mouse in that motherfucker. If my nose tells me there's a dead mouse, and you know what a dead mouse smells like. If you don't, you're a suburban motherfucker. And you need to get out more. If you know what a dead mouse smells like. Then you say, wow, wow, I smell a dead mouse, you know? And I'm saying all that to say that when you get the perception of somebody and you know how they are, the first thing you want to do as a person of color, because we need information from other people that may be keener than other people, because sometimes people may be of another generation where they feel like everybody got to love one another. They're wearing, this, they're wearing their fusion shirts and they listen to their certain music, and everything they buy is organic and shit, and all they see is the world for what it is today. They were born in 1994 or 95, and all they see is this so-called bullshit-ass society in their mind that, oh, we're all connected. Bullshit. We are not all connected, okay? And believe me, the people you think that are your friends, even though you're in the, in the dorm with that white girl, I got news for you. That white girl got more privileges than you, your black ass would ever have. Okay, so always be conscious of what your forefathers and your elders are trying to tell you. And you don't have to proceed with caution in your life. Stay open minded. I'm not telling you to lock down and act like a fucking six year old when you're a 30 year old. But also know what the six year old people are telling you and what kind of shit you might be up against. Okay, don't roll like you're so blind to the fact because you're in your 30s and life is good and you, 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 you know, you're hanging out, you're chilling, you party, and you're fucking three different people and life is good for you. But that's bullshit because when you get in the real society, you throw all that little player, that play you got going on away and you fuck with society for real, for real, then you're going to see what life is really about. Okay? So all I'm saying in the long run and then wrap this up is the fact that look at here. We have to understand that this stuff that we're dealing with today, your conscience has got to be your guide, like I said from the beginning. If you're raised with any kind of values, you're going to have a conscience level. But if you had no values, consciousness is not even part of your scope. You ain't conscious at all. Consciousness is when you got the devil on one shoulder and an angel on the next shoulder. Okay? 
But if if you are doing shit so vicious that you ain't got neither the fucking devil or the angel on either shoulder, you rolling like like the fuck whatever set 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 for you. Like when you see Republican politicians or Republican politician that think that he's a Republican now, so he has a black voice. Or like we said earlier, Clarence Taylor to think that he's a, a black justice that he's so secure in his shit because he's Republican. I'm a, I'm a justice. But brother, you ain't nobody even sees you in society. And then what about his wife? He's crazy as a fucking bed bug, right? Crazy as a bed bug. But anyway, like I said, God bless, uh, who was the girl? Anita, Anita Hill? Mm-hmm. To try to, you know, she told the world what he was about. Talking about it as a hair in my all that. Please, he was a fucking little perverted motherfucker. And they voted his ass in. You know, so what the hell. Anyway, I'm leaving with that. And uh, that's uh, what's popping for tonight. All right. Woo! That's what's popping. That's true. You don't see Clarence Thomas anywhere. You don't see him nowhere. I don't hear his name. Need the other guy, too, the one who was a brain surgeon. Where is he now? Yeah, Ben Carson. I don't see much of him either. But that might be a good thing. Because I think both of them are off their rockers. But that's just my opinion. All right, Papa Didi, thank you for that. That was a good one. Uh, Let's see. We're down to the weird news. Shall we roll on? Yeah. Who's up? Did you put me up? uh... Uh, No, I've got the next one. Okay, good. Because that that intern, I tell you. No, I got you. I got, actually, I got two of them. I'm going to hit them real quick. All right. I've got one that a neighbor calls 911 when a hockey fan yells, shoot. This is out of Tampa, Florida. A neighbor called sheriff's deputies on some rabid Tampa Bay Lightning fans who were screaming, shoot, shoot, as they watched game three of the Stanley Cup final on TV on Wednesday night. The call prompted several Hillsborough County Sheriff deputies to show up at Devin Garnett's apartment door. He and two friends had gathered to watch the game on Garnett's Radius Palms at Garnett's Radius Palms apartment. In the first period, the three guys began screaming for a goal, which is what prompted the 911 call. The caller told dispatchers somebody was yelling loudly in the apartment above just before 8.30 on Wednesday. So the police came to the door and thought that they had guns in the house. Uh, This is the person who told Tampa Bay Times. We were like, nope, we were just screaming for Steven Stamkos, a hockey player. So according to the sheriff's office dispatch report that was released yesterday, the complainant told police he heard a couple screaming at each other, with one yelling, I dare you to shoot, shoot, I dare you, I dare you to shoot. And the other one yelling, shoot, shoot. So this person assumed Mm. that they had guns involved. So the deputies went on their way after talking to everybody. The police completely understood, just laughed it off. But they thought it could have been serious because somebody was hollering, shoot, as in, you know, shoot the pup. So. You know, that was a concerned neighbor who was being a little too nosy, minding somebody else's business, trying to save a life, I guess. So we got one more. Um, Let me see. Wait a minute. I think this one is not mine. 
Is it? Oh, I do have this one. Three people accused of creating a man cave under Grand Central uh, Terminal. This is in New York. Three railroad workers have been suspended for turning a storage room under New York's Grand Central Terminal into an unauthorized man cave, complete with a television, refrigerator, microwave, and a futon couch, according to officials. A Metropolitan Transportation Authority investigation found that managers at the Metro North Railroad were unaware of this hideaway that was underneath of track 114. Many a New Yorker has fantasized about kicking back with a cold beer and a prime piece of Manhattan real estate, especially this close to transportation, said the MTA Inspector General, Carolyn Pocorny, but few would have the chutzpah to commandeer a secret room under Grand Central Terminal. The three Metro North employees, which included a wireman, a carpenter foreman, and an electrical foreman, were suspended without pay pending disciplinary hearings. So the investigation began after the MTA office of the Inspector General received an anonymous tip. So somebody told on him, snitch. Somebody snitched back in February of last year saying that there was a man cave under Grand Central with a couch and a flat screen TV where three specific employees would hang out and get drunk and party. So I guess the snitch told because they weren't invited. Yeah, I I heard about that. Did you? It said investigators found a room which had wooden cabinets designed to conceal the TV and the futon. Railroad officials said the space presented a fire hazard because rescue workers would have had difficulty accessing an unmapped room. Mm. Ooh, what's up with that? All right, that's my weird news. What you got for us, Papa? I got a um, deputy searching for a man who stole uh, cat blood from a clinic. Oh, boy. Cat blood, meow blood. This happened in St. Augustine, Florida. Okay, a man caught on surveillance video is suspected of stealing cat blood from a veterinary clinic in, in uh, Florida. Sheriff's officials said, okay, the St. John, John, John County Sheriff's Office posted a picture showing a man who walked up to the door of a, uh, uh, what is it called, an Anastasia Cat Clinic on September 17th. The man uh, the man was seen uh, touching and expecting the uh, Antex diagnostic blood box before leaving the area. Sheriff's officially said about 20 minutes after, a truck seen in the parking lot area and a man wearing the same clothing walked up to the clinic and took the box. The box contained four valves of cat blood, wow. the report said. The vehicle didn't let the area. The box uh, contained the black, the blood, the blood vials amount, amount to a $600 loss to the clinic. So apparently he knows what to do as far as catching in uh, cat blood. The blood was worth $600. So it's amazing people that's on drugs or pills or whatever, they know where to get their money fixed. And who the hell? What you I mean, with that? Let, me, let me say this here. This guy is strung out on some type of oxycodone or something. 
But in the midst of his addiction, somebody told him that cat blood is worth a lot of money. But I'm trying to figure out what fucking pawn shop do you take that shit to turn into? Exactly. Who? Where are you going to say, I got some cat blood? What you going to give me? I don't some? know. Maybe you, maybe you mix it with your Chardonnay or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what you do with it. That sounds like some really weird stuff. All right. Well, that wraps up the weird news, and it was weird. Uh, let's see. Let's take a break. And we're coming back with moi, and I'm just saying, on the other side, on the other side of the break. We'll be right back. This is Beyonce. No! It's Friday night, so run and tell somebody that the pajama party is on right now, right here on WPJP Blog Talk Radio. Oh, yeah, this is how we do it. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. To get in on the conversation, or you can join us online at www.apajamaparty.com and click the Listen Live banner. So if you want to give a shout-out, wish a happy birthday, hear yourself on the radio, or get your 15 seconds of fame, you need to call us right now on 914-803-4306 and press 1. How often do you get a chance like this? Hey, we're only on till 10 p.m. Eastern, so get on the phone and call us right now. We're waiting to make you famous, even if it is just for tonight. Don't be shy. Call 914-803-4306 and press 1. I'm going to stop by the bar, but I'll meet you back at the show. All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One host, Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine tonight. Don't fly, uh, darling. Kettle's away for personal reasons, and um, she'll be back soon. Uh, she handles her business, or gets her business straight, and uh, we're here for her. So we'll carry on. All right. Well, I'm up next with I'm Just Saying. And tonight, my topic is what have you done for us lately? Hmm. What have you done for us lately? And this is addressed to Mr. 45. If I hear Trump say one more time that he's done more for black people in America than any other president, except for Lincoln, you know, he gives Lincoln a little nod, I'm really going to scream. I'm so sick of hearing him say that bull crap. And now he's cooked up something that he calls the platinum plan to try to win the so-called black vote. First of all, and yes, I got my finger in the air and my neck is moving. First of all, if you were to uh, have determined that you have done so much for black Americans, why did you wait until 40-some days before the election to say something about it? What is all this you think you've done? I'll tell you why you waited, because you're full of crap. The only thing I know that Trump actually accomplished for black people was signing some legislation to fund historically black colleges and universities. Other than that, I don't know anything that he has actually done for black people. I mean, it's great you did what you did for black colleges and universities, but I'm just saying, what have you done for us lately? That wall you tried to build? On the southern border, that wasn't for black people. 
That was to keep other brown and non-white people out of America. And all that talk about law and order, that's just a hindrance to black people. Because you send in National Guard to so-called resolve racial issues that have been brewing in this country for hundreds of years. And they're not resolving it. All they're doing is delaying it. Those, those guards and stuff come in and just intimidate people. They get people arrested, shot, injured, murdered. That's not helping black people. And now you say you want to make Juneteenth a federal holiday as part of this so-called platinum plan. And that's supposed to be for black people. But only Congress has the power to, you know, create a federal holiday. I mean, you can nominate or, you know, put the paperwork in to submit to do it, but you and you alone cannot create a federal holiday. That's the job of Congress. So stop blowing smoke up black folks behind. Stop it. And even if it does become a federal holiday, Mr. Man, that benefits everybody, not just black people. If it's a federal holiday, everybody will get the paid holiday not just black folk. So stop trying to act like that's for black people. It is not. I'm just saying, what have you done for us lately? You told black people in Atlanta, uh, that was this week. I don't know what day it was, but it was this week. He was a group of black people you talked to. You told these black people that Biden doesn't know black Americans like you do. What the hell does that mean? When people say things like that, Mm -hmm. it lets you know that they are just desperately reaching and they're lying. And just so you know, Kanye West is not black America. So you can say you know black folk and you think Kanye counts is all black Americans? Lies. And that little speech you made in Atlanta about you want to increase black home ownership and black financial prosperity and all that, but you had no action plan for how all that's going to happen. That sounds like that 40 acre and a mule speech. And did we get it? Hell to the no. So don't come up here with that bull crap. The politicians been saying that kind of stuff for years. Remember when they said, somebody said, we're going to put a chicken in every pot. There was not a chicken in every pot. So let's not go down that road again. Black people are not that gullible, contrary to what you may think, Mr. Trump. And our votes cannot be bought on empty and lofty promises. You keep saying you've done so much for black Americans, but we can't find it, and we sure don't see it, and we sure don't believe you. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, you talk all that stuff about future plans for what you're going to do for black America, but what have you done for us lately? That's all I got for you. Man, it's full of crap. Big time. Oh, and I forgot. One of the things he said he was going to do as part of this platinum plan is he's going to prosecute the KKK as a terrorist organization. Yeah, whatever. He's I'm like, KKK been around for how long? He's the leader of that shit. And now you talking about you going to... Man, please. He's the leader of that shit. Please. please. I don't believe that crap. Please. Please. 
prosecutor. Miss me with the bullcrap. They don't even call themselves the KKK no more. I don't care if they call themselves the ABC. I'm just saying, they don't call themselves the KKK no more. For him to even make those kind of claims, miss me with the bullcrap. All right, I'm going to kick the mic back over to Papa Didi. Living for the city. Let's hear it. Living for the city. Well, you know, um, one thing I want to focus tonight on living for the city is that I, I guess Trump, then, I, boy, I tell you, you know, when you're in search for the great white hope, great white hope was a term that came out a long time ago when people are looking for somebody for their own particular leadership. But I think Trump has revealed himself as the great white hope because, you know, you look at your coworkers on the, on the, on the job, you don't even recognize them no more, you know, because now they, being Trump supporters, you talk to them, and they it leaks out of them, it oozes out of them like a like a oh my god, I can't even you know, when when something just won't fit, you know, it oozes out. You know, you go to Home Depot and you get a piece of lumber that's too big for the fucking car and you gotta drive off with half the lumber hanging out the fucking window. It's just the same way Trump the Trump beliefs are hanging out of people, your coworkers and everything. You're talking to them, and all of a sudden something may come about Trump and they'll say some shit and sound just like Trump and you'd be like, Wow, you say for the last couple of years in the office, I actually thought we was cool. Mm-hmm. I actually thought I knew your ass. But you kind of realize at the end of the day when you're about to go home, I don't even know this motherfucker. I don't know this Joe white boy or white girl at all. These jokers got Trump all up in their ass. And it's it's like, you know, it's almost like Preparation H. The shit's all up in their asshole trying to get rid of fucking hemorrhoids. That's how deep it's in their ass. You'd be like, wow, I don't know these people at all anymore. And they'll say something. And then what's so interesting is that people that are Trump lovers, they talk just like him. Mm-hmm. The same beliefs, the whole mass thing. I was on a train the other day, and I'm traveling, and the conductor came up to one of these seats, and, and the young lady was like, no, I'm not taking off my mask. And, and I appreciate the way the conductor handled it. He said, man, you got to get off at the next stop then, because when I, well, that's my rights and she was you know carrying on and she did sat there swole you know and 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 she's she's going to new york and i think he put her off in fucking trenton new jersey which is an hour away i guess he had to catch a local train or whatever you know and but the conductor on the local train gonna tell the same shit but he kicked her off the amtrak train and i'm like wow and she, her beliefs was that strong. But she's following the lead of Trump, who's in D.C. as a fucking billionaire. Okay? Now, you're, a, you're, a, 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 you're just an average Caucasian in Trenton, New Jersey, getting put off a fucking train an hour away from your final destination because you're following Trump's beliefs. Really? Is that the sacrifice you would make? For your, for your, that must be a hell of a cult. Because now you done jumped on a fucking local train, which is going to take you two hours to get there, and the local conductor is going to tell you to put the mask on, too. Mm-mm-mm. And it's just unbelievable how people have fallen this man to the core. No matter what their beliefs are, you're going to sacrifice your beliefs. I mean, you get to the point when you get older in life, and if your parents are still living, God bless you. But after a while, even when your parents get older, you'd be like, Dad, I'm not buying that shit. You know, I love you as my father, but I'm not buying that belief. And the same with your mother. Say, Mom, I love you to death, but fuck that, Mom. I'm not voting Republican, you know? 
or I'm not, whatever, whatever your mom does, you know, and you don't agree with it, you got the right to disagree. You love your mother and father equally, but you had the right to disagree with them because they're just human beings like you. They are human beings that made decisions or make decisions just like you do, and they can make a bad decision. And you have to live with it and still love them, love them and cherish them as your parents, but you may have some differences. And our differences are developed through our, our beliefs and through our influences. The shit that influences our life influences our future. And our parents are there as our base, but they're not there as our future. We can rely on on the teachings that they gave us as long as they're sacred and decent and they balance out and they, they complement themselves and they you know, the balance is in place. But when they talking some crazy shit they got nothing to do with how you try and live your life, you know, you rebel you rebel basically. Especially if you went to a different religion. If your parents are Baptist and you're Muslim, hell, you know, that's just, you know, that's it. You'll love them for their, their fucking pancakes and their fucking, you know, their eggs and their bacon, their chicken, their fry. But when it comes to religious beliefs, you know, y'all doing different things, you know, because you're Baptist and they were in a Muslim garb and they're like, you know. So anyway. But, like I said, the, the, the title of this subject, just to recap, was the fact that I thought I knew you, but I don't. And that's where we are today in our office. And it takes us all the way back to the OJ trial when he's waiting for the verdict of OJ and how whites were so separated from us during that time frame. That the last time that we dealt with any real racial separation was during the OJ trial. And I think that come the, the 3rd of November, that shit's going to come back into play. White folks going to be on one level. and I mean, not all white folks. Don't get me wrong at all. But they'll be on one level and black folks be on another level and they'll be all waiting to see the end result of this election. And it's going to be deep as hell. So stay tuned, strap your ass in because I think just like that movie The Purge, boy, the 3rd of November is going to be like the fucking purge. It's going to be crazy. Anyway, I'll leave it there. There's already been people who've been interviewed that said if Trump loses, we already know it's because it was rigged and we're going to take to the streets. We're going to take up arms and all this stuff. And I'm like, really? That's what we're doing? Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, oh, boy. All right, Papa Didi. Well, thank you for that. All right, um, let's see. Well, in Kettle's absence, I do have a few items for the Hollywood wrap-up. So I can go ahead and get into that. Uh, The first one is that in Disneyland, uh, Disneyland unveiled a mural of Chadwick Boseman. And I didn't write down the name of the brother who is the artist, but there was a brother who did it. And it's beautiful. It's a picture of Chadwick Boseman with his arms in the uh, Wakanda salute. Crossed, you know, crossed over the chest, and then next to him is a little black child with a hospital gown and a mask that has the Black Panther mask. The little boy is wearing a Black Panther mask, and the little boy has on a hospital gown, and it's it's beautiful. Chadwick Boseman is like kneeling down next to the child, and I'm sure everybody knows how he really went out and visited uh, the cancer patient. Uh, the children that were cancer patients at the uh, St. Jude Hospital, even when he was suffering from cancer. 
So Disneyland unveiled that mural this week, and that was a beautiful thing. So that was one thing that happened in entertainment news. Uh, In other news, I have this story about the creators of Mixed-ish, if you're familiar with that show, have, are being sued for allegedly stealing that concept. So the people being named in the suit are Kenya Barris, who was the creator of Blackish and a part creator of Mixedish, Tracy Ellis Ross, who was one of the co-creators of Mixedish, and ABC Network. They are all being uh, named as the defendants in this case. The young woman who is uh, launching this lawsuit is actress Haley Marie Norman. She is suing ABC, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Kenya Barris, claiming that they appropriated the show that she had been pitching and turned it into mixed dish. Mm. She's saying that in October of 2017, she signed a deal with Big Breakfast, which is another company, to write and executive produce and star in the series, and that... Um, It goes on to say that when she pitched it, they said they were not interested. Her series was described as a 30-minute sitcom employing flashbacks that follow the journey of a mixed-race female protagonist as she grapples with her biracial identity living in the suburbs surrounded by both sides of her African-American and Caucasian family. Now, she pitched this in 2018, she says, to Showtime, Netflix, HBO, Hulu, Amazon, and Stars, and all of them passed. And then in January 2019, she says that Ross advised her that they would revisit the series in a few months after rethinking the pitch. But then the very following month, she read that ABC was in development on a blackish prequel based on Rainbow Johnson, which is Ross's character from her show that she pitched. So it's getting real ugly. Now, whether she wins or not, if ABC and Kenya and Tracy Ellis, and if they were wrong, I don't know. We will have to see. But she's saying that this is like virtually the exact same thing that she pitched. And, you know, she says that the premise is identical. The portrayal is identical. The setting is identical. The tone is identical. You know what? Um, what's his name said? If if it if the shoe fits, you must no the glove. If the glove fits, you must acquit. So I don't know how this is gonna pan out, but I hope they didn't jack her for her concept. No, that could be. People been doing that for years. Yeah. And don't you I mean, know it could the one thing? Well you, the one thing I, you I hope can't it do. Won't work out, the but. one thing you can't do is do never, never choose loyalty over justice. Okay, this girl is going for justice, and you can't, you can't because you're a fan of Tracy Ross. Think, oh no, I didn't oh, say that. Who's this Tracy? Tracy's my girl, my girl. Well, she. You oh know, no, I didn't say that. If Tracy, I just said I hope it all well, works out. I hope that, that that's not what they did. Because that's so unethical and wrong. But if they did, then it's not even about you hoping anything. You just need to let the chips fall where they may. That's my personal opinion to which I am entitled. Well, I didn't say that. I'm I'm saying that I hope. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just said that I hope that that's not what Tracy and Kenya. Well, well, see, when you talk like that, that's a biased statement. 
Because you were saying you hope they didn't do it, and you're for you're for them. No, I'm not for them. Well, I'm why do you want me not be for them when you said that you hope that they ain't in trouble? My well, comments. no, you need to make your stuff clear. I'm trying to. All right, well, then do I'm it. I'm saying that I hope that they did not steal this woman's idea. And if they I did, I would say that about anyone. If they did, the bitches need if to be plastered. If they did, then they need to go down. They need to be plastered. See, you didn't give me an Well, no, you need to, to say that. You didn't say that. I made the final statement of what you were trying Papa to say. Daddy. I was saying that I hope they didn't yeah, but do you it, speak and in, then in I said, tongue. I said, and if they did, then what? They need to pay Cut the price. Cut they fucking for it. left titty off. They need to pay the price. Cut for they it. fucking left That's titty what I was off. Saying. Period. You you cannot I've been be afforded the opportunity but, but, yeah, to finish but my statement. Be, don't be I was gentle. saying I hope they didn't do it. But if they yeah, did, but, 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 they need but to see pay there the again. Price. Why do you feel like when you say I hope they didn't do it? Why do you feel that you're not being biased toward them? I'm not being biased. You are being I'm biased. I'm saying that I hope that they did not steal this woman's And that's idea. not being biased toward them? No, it's what not. What are you not hearing out of your mouth? What are you not hearing? You're saying, I hope they didn't do it. When you say, I hope they didn't do it, that means you're supporting the people that you're saying, they hope they didn't do it. No, I'm saying that I hope that this woman's idea was not stolen. I'm saying it doesn't matter to me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold up. Wait a minute. 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 Stop. I'm saying that I hope this woman's idea was not stolen. Let's get out of logistics of everything. Then whoever stole it should be Let's get back into what came out of your mouth. I said I hope they didn't do it. Right, which means that you're biased toward them. No, your interpretation. Oh, my Lord. Okay, let's leave this subject. But let's leave this, let's leave this subject because obviously you don't know what bias means, okay? I clearly so let's know, bias know you means, don't. But you cannot interpret you made what a you bias think statement. and no, that all Nah, I ain't no. buying that. I'm not you going to say, I hope thought. that they don't go down for this. Then it means you that's want them. On. Hold up. Time out. That nah. is not what I said. Let's go to commercial. No, that's not what I go said. To commercial. I didn't say I hope they don't go down for it. I said piece. I hope they didn't do it. Well, why the fuck would you hope anything? Won't you let the judge fucking be the judge of that? Because why would that's you hope my anything? Right. When you say I hope they didn't do it, that means that you are hoping that they're that they but are you're not free. listening to the second part of my statement. Why are we teaming up with the fucking millionaires? Why? I'm not. Won't All you I team up with the woman I that's hope that her idea was not stolen by these group of people. But if it was, they should pay the price. That's what I'm But saying. why that means you're putting the person that's accusing them on the back burner? No. You putting the, you put the millionaires on the front burner. That's how you interpreted it, but that's not what I was saying. That's how I'm hearing it. Okay, well, that's not what anyway, I'm Anyway, let's move on. Like I said, we need to in this world, that's why we got the Black Lives Matter and everything else. We need to stop supporting the fucking millionaires or the people that got it like that or the people who can afford it like that because they make mistakes like anybody else. Sure, I like, I like Tyler Perry, anybody else, but if Tyler Perry steals my fucking ideal, he needs to go down. And okay, you got that. enough more than we need to talk like that. Instead of putting him on a pedestal, sure he was. He was Medea. We, it was Medea and everything else. To the day I like out. I said, you're not going. Nobody's uh, going to tell me don't, how to don't frame beat me up. My don't beat me up. Don't all beat I'm me up. Saying, don't beat me up. I'm just talking the way you was talking. I'm saying that all I said is that I hope they didn't steal her idea, but if they did, they should go down for it. You know what? Let me That's say something. Let me say this here. That was not just. Let me say this here. Let me say this here. I know. I know that Tracy 
Ross has been a wonderful person, but she don't give a fuck about you. I don't know you. her, so I don't know if she's She don't wonderful. give a fuck about you. I don't know that woman. All right, well then. And I don't know Kenya Barrett. Who gives a fuck, That's you know? That's what I said. I'm not siding with anybody. Yeah, well. All I said is I really hope they didn't steal this woman's idea. But if they did, they should pay the price. Won't you say it the way around? Well, I got to say it how you want me to say it. I ain't saying how you want. I'm just saying you well, should you're saying, speak. Well, you're saying, why didn't I say it that way? When you say it that way, it sounds like you're I said it how I wanted to say it. All right, let me, let me just stop. Okay, there won't be peace on earth until man's at peace with woman, so I guess the battle still exists. Let's move on. It always Let's will. Let's fucking move on. All right. Because obviously you ain't hear what I'm saying, so I'm not even going to fuck with it. And vice anyway, versa. Okay. Anyway, so we're going Speaking to, to the, the kissing list. Yeah. The kissing list, fucking Tracy Ross and all your fucking people <laughs> for fucking around, taking that woman's ideals. Hope you motherfuckers in court lose your fucking shirt oh because you are already millionaires. And if you got to fuck around and take somebody, a poor person's shit to create something new, shame on all you motherfuckers. All y'all got money, live in big houses. Tracy Ross, your mother is Diana Ross for God's sake. You do not have enough money that you still got a Shanghai, motherfuckers? Please. Okay? Please. Stop bullshitting. When you got enough money, stop cheating. Stop bullshitting. Stop hiding behind other people's ideals, stealing people's shit. Stop choosing loyalty over fucking justice. It's about justice in life for Breonna Taylor and everybody else in this world. Not about who got the most money wins the most shit. We can't complain about Black Lives Matter when we let some Hollywood shit do the same shit inadvertently. I ain't buying it. Anyway. Ain't nobody buying That was my statement. And my statement is ain't shit. nobody Don't buying Don't read it. off of my shit. Anyway. I was the one who broke the story. Yeah, but sir. you fucked it up. Anyway. The yeah. kissing list. Like With I Papa said. right on top the of The kissing it. list, first of all. The Ross girl, put Papa you're Dee fucked Dee up. Here. Yeah, we'll put what you want. But like I said, Papa Dee Dee. like I said, the Ross girl, she's fucked up. Diana Ross is your mother and you still want more? Shit, your ass is greedy. And you ain't all that, honey. Believe me with your big old flat ass. Anyway. So you've already decided? Yes, I have. Okay. So I'm, I'm pulling for the little people. That woman come up there with a script. All you people out there that's trying to get somebody to buy your script, y'all know what it's like. Shit. And fucking star saying, nah, we ain't gonna pass. Nah, we ain't gonna pass. What about that girl, Kim? Let's steal that shit. Fuck her. Is it copyrighted? No, it ain't copyrighted. Fuck her. Let's steal it. Fuck her. If she sues for a million, we made 10 million. We give her a million, we still ahead. So who you Fuck all that. I ain't buying it. Everybody in Hollywood is beating the shit out of fucking new people or poor people that's coming up with scripts and all. All them joke offs. All of them. Okay. Every last one. And Papa Didi. Yeah, well, and we see. have Nicholas Pierce, who's that officer that was involved in the Salt Lake City cop situation with uh, sicking the dogs on a man who already was kneeling with his hands up, and you still sick the dogs on him, and the dog bit that man's leg all up. They said that man's leg might have to be amputated. Yeah, I know. That's ridiculous. Also, I've got Daniel Cameron, who is the Kentucky... Attorney General, who totally botched up the uh, Breonna Taylor case. And I've got the Republicans that are pushing to quickly put a new Supreme Court uh, person in the seat to fill in for Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're rushing it through, but when, when Obama had eight months left, 
they wouldn't approve the person that Obama nominated. Now Trump's got less than 40 days now, and they're trying to hurry up and push this person through. So you see how they change the rules up to suit their own needs. Um, the thief who stole the cat blood from the veterinarian clinic. You're on the kitchen list, you weirdo. Uh, the woman on the train that refused to wear a mask. You're on the kitchen list, Karen. Uh, that's all I have, other than Trump. And the lady at there was a lady at the uh, at a cop, uh, high school football game that didn't want to wear a mask, and it was a black cop trying to put handcuffs on her, and she said, "What the fuck are you doing?" I mean, she was dogging his ass. Oh, he boy. had he had to hit her with a stun gun. What? Oh, it was crazy. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. All right. Um, let's see. We got Trump and Barr and Mnuchin. They're on the kiss it list. Barr especially because he did all this uh, going over the top briefing of Trump on uh, something to do with the ballots, something to do with some ballots that were invalidated or something to do with ballots in, I think it was Pennsylvania, some ballots that had been discarded and duplicate ballots or something. But there's a question now of at what point are you supposed to be the Justice Department versus Trump's boy. You know, clearly the line has been muddied. So they're all on the kiss it list. You got anybody else? No, that's it. All right. Well, we have a special prize for everybody on this week's kiss it list. And here kiss it is. Kiss my entire My ass. You can All right, welcome back to Pajama Party. One of your Papa Didi. I'm here with uh, Red Wine tonight. Bonsoir, uh, darling. Kettle's off tonight, handling her personal business, and uh, she'll be back with us soon. Um, our our final word, um, my final word, is that uh, I just, I don't know, lately I've come over to such a calm aspect of life looking at Martin Luther King because Martin Luther King had a lot of people behind him, a lot of people following him, and he felt like, you know, as long as I stay cool and calm, I can keep my constituents calm, you know, because, you know, even though Martin, even though, you know, Malcolm X is my main man as well, when he started getting a little radical, everybody turned against him, and he didn't know who was coming at him, you know, and the way he died was so violent, you know, even though Martin Luther King died violent as well, and God bless both those brothers and all their strength. I just think that the peaceful approach, because, you know, white folks are packing guns like a motherfucker, I don't know why. He, they don't realize that he who lives by the gun dies by the gun. And that's been an old antic for years. But a lot of people don't know because I tell you, if you was raised by good parents that taught you good shit, you've been blessed for life. 
you know, so don't worry about all the stuff you're hearing now or think don't think you got to get used to anything you're hearing now. Whatever your ancestors have bestowed on you, that's what you hold on to. You know, if you look at a cow or something or um, a pig, pigs and cows hold on to their own fat, their own fat tissue, especially a cow. Let's talk about cows. Fuck a pig. Pig is full of a bunch of bullshit. Let's talk about a cow. A cow has his own fat. He has his own membrane. He's got bacon in one area. He's got burgers in one area. He's got fucking uh, bison in one area. He's got a lot of different shit, you know? And that's what he's made of. When you cut him open, that's the different areas that give it different shit. As long as you was raised with that and you got different areas in your life that you feel secure with, that's what you go forward with. Don't worry about the biggest thing I hate about black people is when they start to blend with motherfuckers that they don't even know. They want it, and they get in the office. They don't, they don't speak to the brothers, but they'll go to the white boys and, and, and talk to them and joke with them. Don't even know these motherfuckers. But they'll turn to the black man, not even say good morning to his ass. And but you over there with the with the white guy, ha 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 ha, fucks me up. I'm like, what the hell? Not I'm not telling you who to speak to, who to socialize with, but damn, all I'm trying, I don't shit where I eat at, so I'm not, definitely not trying to tap that ass. I'm just trying to say hello to you and be your black brother in the job market. I ain't trying to fuck your little stinky ass. Shit, so don't even think that bullshit. But that that, that motherfucker may have jungle fever. He may be trying to get with you. So, you look, I tell a lot of sisters in the job market, open up your fucking eyes for a minute. Okay? Stop thinking you need to be the, the social butterfly, the fake-ass eyebrows, the or eyelashes, the... You know, all the fancy shit, your typical black fat ass and everything you project. And stop back like you got to put that shit on front street all the time. If you got a fat ass, your fat ass is always going to show. I don't give a fuck you got a snowsuit on. You're going to still, that fat ass going to still show through. So stop thinking you got to celebrate the motherfucker. When you come to work, come to work and make a fucking living. You know, get your paycheck every two weeks or every week and, and, and live your life. Stop going there thinking you got to choose sides. I'm going to fuck with these white boys. But how you going to fuck with white boys and they hate the brothers? Because as soon as they say some stupid shit, you're going to come to the brothers to, to dry your fucking tears. Because they done broke your fucking heart. Hey, fucking guy. The fucking guy fucking said some foul shit to me and racist shit to me. Well, you was kissing his ass. Now you're going to come to the brother to fucking wipe your fucking tears and wipe your little dumb ass? Really? Fuck you. All I want you to say was hello to me and act like you're my black sister. Bitch, I'm not trying to tap your ass, so cool the fuck out. Nobody wants your little stinky-ass pussy just trying to be your co-worker. So please, back the fuck off of the bullshit. Motherfuckers don't shit where they eat. Anyway, I'm going to leave it at that. How about that? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my last word is just please make sure you go out and vote. Don't be distracted by all of the bull crap. Your vote is still powerful and it's important. Don't let anybody con you out of your vote. Don't let anybody buy your vote with some fake promises and empty promises blowing smoke up, you know, anywhere. Don't fall for it. Go out and vote. Vote on time and secure your vote. Do what you got to do. We need to make sure that this situation does not continue for another four years. And that's the truth. That's my last word. Oh, and I want to say shout out to Kettle and her family. 
uh, you're in our hearts and in our thoughts. We got you, Kettle. And uh, what else? Happy birthday to everybody who's celebrating birthdays this week. Be safe. Have fun. But be safe. And that's our show. Yeah. Uh, so we're going to get on out of here. So uh, let's say goodnight. And uh, we're going to bounce. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night. This is Red Wine saying goodnight. Until next week, we'll do it again, 9 o'clock Eastern. Signing off for the Pajama Party crew. Peace. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, Arabatechi, Sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Ya cool. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show and good night. Day.